listening to the smooth sound of RPGMP3.com. Dungeon One. Traveller, this is the third Imperium. Welcome to it. Did you guys pick a captain? Or were you just going to go for failing by committee? In a seedy space bar. When you say that's our plan. An Imperial Anima. We're all up for stupid piracy. We are stupid. All we've heard so far is me whittling on about a, 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 a bass triangle and um, basically uh, crunching um, hot and fiery crunch at you all. Well, I mean, no. I, I could just cut it at the point where we start playing the game and start the, rec- start the official recording from there. But <laughs> That's going to be a short recording. I think that's what... Um, what let me go and get... What we'll do, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go and grab my food and then we'll start the game. How about that? That's this idea. Cunning. Oh, we even have a market. Good lord, look at that. Hello. Wow. One wow. time they've seen. Hello, hello. What's the You have a beard. I do. Beardy weird. Beard. I feel like I've joined the uh, Martin. Alright, okay. I mean, that's that's leaves two of us out, but that's fine. You carry on. <laughs> well, you yeah. do it yourselves. Uh, Roger, yeah, Martin, Martin, Roger. Hi. Hi, uh, Roger. You, you see, Nick, they've, they've, got, they've, got, they've, got, they've got fantastic beards. We can't, we can't do that. Man. Yeah. No. Well, I can scratch no. it. Well, it's we, could, we can do it. But... <laughs> we, we, we've got less itchiness. So. Less itchiness, you reckon? Do At you least on your face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, there, again, I'm going to move away from this whole area. Let's move away from Jesus no, and groin. Did they, did they have to shampoo them? Or, or do, you know, do they just naturally... Do condition it? in my case. I condition in oil. <laughs> do you? Oh, I oh, have a breath. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God, is this where the conversation's got to, then? Is he to see things really moving I, along I with it? I see I nothing's have... changed, does it, in the 12 months since I've joined the game? I attempted <laughs> to start the game. And then, yeah, you and turn up. Um, just a second. I'm going to get my oh, food. I'm going to repeat what I said. I'm going to get my food, and then we'll start the game. What are you having? Is it nice? Uh, no, it's a pot. It's a, it's a pot, pot noodle? Vegetable. Oh. It's a way it's like something a vegetarian, so of course it's not nice. That was shocking. Did you hit that? <laughs> Oh no, I've lost my character sheet. I've, done, I've been really clever and I've made like a character and everything and now it's not here. Hmm. Where is it? Oh no. Hang on. Dear. Roger kindly made mine from Star Hero into Traveller uh, GURPS thingy. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably want to tweak it a bit, but it's a starting point. I've got no idea what to do with it. I'm just going to look at it. Well, you, you, you'll find out today what vital skills you don't have and then you can add them. And just <laughs> remove something else. I've got 16 to fright check, which sounds pretty good. Have we got another Hancock tonight? Um, no, apparently he's um, Emergency bike repairs. First thing he's Right. Oh, well. Okay. This is... you've got, Martin, you've got a hat on. 
I have. Um, I just it's. I'm not cold enough for a jumper, but I'm just cold enough to need a little bit of happiness. I just thought. Yeah, I'm That's that microphone looks impressive, though. Is that a microphone? I'm compensating. I wasn't going to comment on the size <laughs> of the gentleman's microphone. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, comp- so I'm entirely compensating. Um, like... Hello? Hello? Is this yeah. thing on? <laughs> Hello? Right. Shall we get on as it's ten to nine? Yes. <laughs> we can at least make introductions, if nothing else. We can, it was It was going to be an intro session anyway. <clears throat> now it's going to be a brief intro session. Okay, marvellous. Um, Traveller. This is the third Imperium. Welcome to it. Are any of you familiar with it? I'm sure some of you are familiar with the setting. I've played we... before, yes. Some versions of it. Nick, put your head Hello. Up. That one? Yes, so you're familiar with the setting. Uh, uh, well, Interstellar Wars is set before the time frame hmm. we're in, I believe. Um, we're in the uh, the... Well, I would say the waning years of the Third Imperium. That depends on who you talk to. But the the short summary of the Traveller universe is that humanity went to the stars in the late 21st century. and They headed to Barnard Star with the invention of the jump drive, which basically you can jump any distance you like up to about six parsecs with the jump drive, and it always takes a week, however far you jump. One of the first things that humanity encountered was humanity. They Ooh. found a bunch of humans, a waning uh, ossified empire, interstellar empire. Um, waning because it had got too big. There's no faster than light communication. And so you can only talk to people, talk to your subjects as fast as a jump ship can get to the other end of your empire. So naturally so, what thought was, let's have a new empire and be bigger! <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So, they were human. They were humans at Barnard Star, but they were human. The the Villani Empire, I believe. I might be mispronouncing that. And uh, hu- Earth humans, being Earth humans, they immediately attacked the Empire <laughs> and conquered it um, astonishingly against all the odds, um, and became the Villani Empire was the first empire. The humans, from known as the Solomani, became the second great interstellar empire. And what they discovered was that humans didn't just live in Barnard Star, humans were scattered throughout the galaxy. And it became clear that some person, or persons unknown, had picked up humanity in a primitive state and, and um, seeded it throughout the galaxy, wherever it could live humans could be found. Mm. And the Empire occurred. Eventually, as empires do, it faded into the Long Night, which is very much like the Dark Ages. Um, And communication collapsed and civilizations twiddled their thumbs. Um, But, again, as empires do, a third empire has arisen. What's, what's the wiggling? What do you mean? You would think, think oh. by the third time oh. they would have learned, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> this time well, for sure. So this was, um, and that empire burned down and fell over as well as this one. Except it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the third But the third one stayed up. No, so you yes. are currently a thousand years in 
to the Third Empire. It's like the a House huge of Brick, intergalactic empire. There are aliens in this universe. There are the Aztlan, um, mm -hmm. who uh, resemble lions, but are in no well, no more related to lions than they are to uh, an asparagus. Um, but they look like lions. Um, there are the Vagir, who mysteriously are creatures, very much like in Red Dwarf, creatures descended from dogs, human Dog canids. I like the fact that in Earth canid creatures, but they live on an entirely different. Sorry, Martin, you broke up a bit there. For me, at least. Sorry, I was just, I was just saying that um, apparently, in, I like in Goethe's I'm terms, sure it's very witty. One of their, their disadvantages are that they're not allowed to kick because their legs go the other way, don't they? Whatever. What's the term for that, vet? The way a dog's leg goes compared to humans. <laughs> and they can't look up like children of the day. Is that right? I thought that was pigs. Elbows. You see, I wouldn't expect many points. I, I think it's shared. Um, <laughs> Yes, you can. Hello, Jason. Hello. A parsec is 3.3 .3 light years for anyone, including me, who didn't know. Amelia mm. uh, yeah. would know. Yeah. Amelia would know. Is it roughly the distance to Barnard yeah. Star, maybe, from here? Roughly. The average oh, distance yeah. between stars. Okay. Um, and so the the way the Empire works is very much um, constrained by the constraints of the jump drive. Most ships have jump one or two. They jump that many parsecs when they jump. Ships have three or four. Maybe the Imperial Navy's got access up to jump six. No one can jump any further than six parsecs at once. Which affects the way the jog more than six parsecs apart. Oh, I can hear myself. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of amusing. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, so, in this setting, you, your various characters, who you're going to introduce fairly shortly, that might be difficult for you, Mars, <laughs> but we'll see how we go, um, have been summoned to the kingdom of Drynax in the Trojan Reach. The Trojan Reach is a narrow band of stars right out just on the edge of one Goes of the fingertips of the third and it's a band of stars in between if you imagine my fingers as the third imperium and the Aslan Hyrex who are the warlike cat beasts and it's this band of stars that sits precariously in the middle constantly under the threat of domination by the Aslan Hyrex and possibly control the third Imperium, but at the moment it's a group of non-aligned worlds. Drynex is one of them. So, you currently find yourself, all of you, in a reception room in the floating kingdom of Drynex. Or the floating palace of Trinax, which is a palace that floats above the surface of the, the planet Trinax. And the reception is 
the reception room is incredibly opulent. It's um, everything you can imagine from one of um, Ludwig, Mad King Ludwig of Bavaria's. Um, it, it's uh, you're familiar with the guy, Neuschwanstein. Um, that sort of opulence, but it is also filled with engineering works and pipes and tubes and there are even in this reception room, which is the reception room right next to the throne of the, the king uh, of Drynax, it's full of engineers working and tapping away uh, on uh, tablets. Uh, and and it, it's clearly, although it's uh, incredibly luxurious, it's also a working throne room. You're waiting to see Keith, who has summoned you to his presence. Um, you're not quite sure why, though some of you are from Drynex and have a bit more information. Do you want to introduce your characters while I stuff this pot noodle down my throat at this point? Um, we'll start with uh, Roger. Vorik of Mansell, you can call me Mansell. Yeah, fascinating yeah, job, what? Yeah, lovely place. Grew up around here, you know. That's, that's uh, Vorik of Mansell. Do you want to describe yourself, Roger? Ah, uh, well, very average looking sort of chap, really. Uh, bit, bit of a weak chin if, if, one, if one's going to get personal about things, but... Uh, um, de decently dressed in a, in a um, local local, um, local uniform. With, um, perhaps a little more in the way of gold braid than one might think strictly according to tenets of good taste, but uh, one, one puts up with what one has to. I think we're getting the measure of, uh, of Sir Roger at this point. Anybody called Sir Roger is going to cause trouble anyway, isn't it? No, 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 Savoric. Savoric. Uh, just call me Mansell, it's simpler. Manson, right. Okay, so that's what I've written down, anyway. Bull That's the ancestral estates, you know, but you're not likely to meet anybody else from there. Not very other people from there. Uh, and they're all dead as well. Which more anon? Um, Jason. Yes, okay. My name's Gregory. And I smell, I'm not saying this, but you can tell, I have a slight after, after scent of alcohol to me. And I'm not very talkative, so I just come out with, I'm the engineer, you want engineering? I'll do it for you. I look at my shoes. Splendid fella. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but... I, I, can, uh, I, I can give you something for that hangover if it'll help. Depends what it is. So, well, just a small injection. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> just, feel a, just feel a little prick and it'll all be over. You, how did I know the words a little prick was stampeding? <laughs> I, can make it, I can make it a big prick. If carefully scripted. I think you may already have done. I thought it was contractually, you know, sort of in there somewhere that I had to say things like Yeah, true. Oh, do you remember how the sound checks used to be? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Shocking behaviour. We've all grown up a bit since then, I think. People belly bomb draws. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, do you want to give us uh, a, a taste of your 
Uh, ah, right. Okay, so <clears throat> yes, indeed, yes. So I am. Um, I decided to go down the. I am Tunuk Tiberius Cake, or Tunuk Tea Cake, if you're uh, um, more interested. Um, Tunuk. I'm. Can I remind you that your last character in my game was Sidane? <laughs> Just. <to say. laughs> Yes, yeah, true. Um, so, Tunnock and Sid James, yes, yeah, that's a bit more audible. Um, so, I am, um, well, kind of a sort of ship's officer. Um, um, I've knocked around the Trojan sector for um, most of my life. I've heard that way. Yeah. That's right, so that uh, was a brick, Mark. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Um, I um, was once more um, aligned with the Imperium Navy that I currently am. Um, in fact, they'd rather like to have a little chat with me. Uh, let's see, what else do I want? Astonishingly do? and gratifyingly, you've picked the Imperial Navy as an enemy, which is going to give me no end <laughs> of fun. Um, I wear glasses. Uh, Generally seems to be quite a nice guy, um, and um, I'm probably better than anybody else you've seen uh, whizzing around in things like back suits and generally being a spacey space person. <laughs> Hang on, how would we know? Have you got a great big tablet in front of you saying, I'm really good at this? That's not... <laughs> um, I, I, do we not know each other? It's up to you. If, if some of you want to know each other, I'm very happy. Yeah, I probably would make sense that I would know... A another because I'm because I'm because I'm guessing that I have been pulled kind of out of being not quite retirement but um, being hidden quite quietly out of sight for. Uh, for Are you development. from Drynex, Mister Mister Cake? Uh, no, I'm probably more, but I've probably been there for a while, and Drynex oh, okay. has kind of given me a um, a little. Um, shall I put it this way, um, a little reason to. To stop running for a little while. Do you drink cake? Well, they're about to. Um, Just as. Do you drink cake? Mm. Excellent. Have some of this. Liquidized cake? Mm. I didn't say that. Good grief! (laughs) What on earth is that? Oh, local brew. Uh, Vacuum stills. Don't know how they make it myself, but terribly clever chaps. Mmm. Um, it's definitely got a kick. That's the main purpose of the exercise, after all. Mm. <laughs> I like the fact well, that you're all going to be absolutely three sheets to the wind by the time we actually meet the king. Which the oh dear fellow, if he'd lived here as long as I have, he'd regard this as a priority. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I miss Martin, or have we not done Martin yet? No, 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 I was, I was just waiting for you to turn up. Um... There's a, a sort of he's, he's not dressed at all in the local garb. Um, a sort of angular chap comes up and sort of looks every up, everybody up and down. Um, sort of has quite an appraisal of all of you in a rather curious fashion, and introduces himself as uh, Doctor Tycho Kirin, um, latterly of the ship the Nutmeg, um, looking for a berth at the moment, so looking for work. 
You mean um, a ship board position he's, rather he's, than he's a, Yeah, he's a ship, ship's doctor. Between contracts. What was it? What was the name, Doctor? Sorry? Uh, what was your name, Doctor? Doctor? Uh, um, Give me the news. Tycho. Tycho Kirin. Tycho Kirin. Nice. Nice traveller name. <coughs> now then, uh, there are a few other people who are not quite so clearly defined as you sitting in this um, in this reception room um, because they are possibly not quite appearing in this episode just for the moment, but they are there. Ghostly <laughs> figures. Um, now, those of you who are from Drynax, or those of you who have any interest, know a bit more about the place. The reason you're on the floating palace is the world below is completely devastated. Some war, some centuries ago, destroyed it. There are, it's basically post-apocalyptic world down there. There are a few survivors scrubbing about uh, in the ruins. There are a few tribesmen. But the Kingdom of Drynax more or less consists of the floating system. And that's it. Uh, it's all even those of you who don't know a lot about history know that the Kingdom of Drynax was once much more than it is now. It was a, a, a world-spanning, sector-spanning empire, if not quite intergalactic. And you have variously been asked to come and meet His Grace King Olaf the Sixteenth. You know, even the king of a floating palace is still a king. And it might be an interesting opportunity. Well, I'm looking for work, so as I say, that's. Uh, well, work. you have all at some point worked on starships in some capacity um, as engineers, pilots, um, medics, uh, second in command. Is that a thing? Is that a thing people are? You're not so a good at. A number anything. two? Yes, a number two, if you like. Well, they're number um, one, strictly speaking, actually. So. Yes, number one. That's a good point. Yeah, number one. Um, at this point, so as you're sort of quietly sighting, you're welcome to be talking or chatting. Uh, so Vorik will know much more about the history of Drynex than the rest of you, but it's up to him whether he... Uh, so, 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 so Roderick, so Vorik, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it's up to you if you want to be talking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Nothing worse than a dead silence is what I always say. If you can't think of anything to say, we'll think of something else to say. Uh, what's, uh, what, what can we expect from the king, Mansell? Oh, what's splendid fellow, splendid fellow. Very, very, um, um, very physical sort of chap. Not, not, so much up, not so much upstairs, but then who is these days? It'll be quite the meeting then, I think. Um, so some like... very ornate double doors at the end of the reception room open, and a, a thin man dressed in the dry next um, livery uh, of, of a page uh, walks towards the group and quietly clears his throat with his hands clasped. <coughs> oh, speak the, up, man. Speak uh, up, man. The king... The king will see you now. Good, eh? Uh, 
I shall follow on. Okay. He leads you through into a large-ish throne. It's not enormous. Um, It's very much like the kind of size of um, Queenie's throne room in Blackadder II. You know, (laughs) it's not enormous. (laughs) And rather similar in decoration. Much more than that. It's, it's not. It's not enormous. Um, about the size of the living room. Little bigger than that. About the size. Yeah, a bit more open plan, but uh, but not not far off. There is a a large. It, it's kind of a recliner at the back of the room. It's not quite a chair, on which sits an immensely fat man. Um, who lifts his head as you approach? He's, he's um, uh, what do you call it when people are on either side of you? Flanking. Flanking. The word. Flank. The breast. Good grief. <coughs> Not flanked. He is flanked by several um, guards. <laughs> so uh, uh, he's not. They're not doing anything to him. You know, it's, this isn't an active <laughs> thing. They're just standing there. Um, well, you did say he was a very fit. Two of the king's guard um, stood on either side, uh, and the fat man at page gently ushers you in and says, "His Highness King Oleb." The, and the, the fat man waves his hand. Oh, no need to, no, to dispense with all that, all that bother. Come forward, come on. Afternoon, your man. How's then going? Ah, Savorik. We uh, we got to. Uh, I've got your name, Savorik, because I'm so fat. Um, <laughs> how do you pronounce it again? <laughs> Vorik, your majesty. Vorik, that's right, Vorik. Good to see you, good fella. And the rest of you, I, as you know... I shall make some, a small the... bow towards this king. Good, good to see someone respects the rule of, uh, well, me, I suppose. And I, as you probably uh, worked out, am King Oleb, 16th of my name. Ruler of the Kingdom of Drynex, Bumpty Ump, Emperor of Sindai, Lord Admiral, and a Star Guard, Protector of the Whatnot, and Duke of uh, the other thing. Uh, and uh, you're probably wondering why I've gathered all here today. Are you? No, of course, I'm wondering. I am wondering right now. Um, don't, oh. don't have to hang on any of that protocol nonsense. We'll get things a lot better if you just uh, speak, to you, speak your name. Uh, speak your uh, not your name. I know your names. I think. <laughs> um, you'll notice as, he, mind. as he's talking, there is uh, beside the king's guard. There's a very tall, um, thin man standing very, very still. He's dressed not in uniform, uh, and his face is completely impassive. He looks sort of in his mid thirties, maybe. But it, it looks like he's had a heavy dose of Botox right in the face because it's just completely expressionless, not moving at all. Um, he glances over at you and says nothing more. Now then, what do you know about this place? Not the best of times, but then when has it ever been? Except just before the war, I suppose. But then there was the yes. war coming. Well, right. What about the lot of you? Well, I'm only newly arrived. Uh, 
your highness so uh, i'm afraid mm. i know very little about the kingdom Do you know many kings that have a throne like a recliner and sit in a tiny throne room? You know what happened to my throne room? I'd make it into a bloody hangar. Didn't have enough room for anything else. Bad times, Your Highness, bad times. My kingdom's half destroyed. I'll tell you why. My ancestors got bloody greedy, that's why. Used to span 30 star systems, Kingdom of Drynax. And now it's this recliner. It's a sad time. It is indeed. Bloody sad. You're going to nice get me out of it. It's and, a very nice recliner. Though, I've had my top men on it. Uh, I said you have a your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there's not only room for yourself, your majesty. <laughs> I'm looking at the floor. I'm looking at the floor in disbelief of all this. Looking a bit grumpy. But you mean you mean right now, or do you mean your character? <laughs> I mean my character. <laughs> As for me, this is just normal standard stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is standard grumpy looking. I'll tell you what happened. My ancestors, uh, Kingdom of Drynax, you see, before the Drynax, uh, it's, it's hard keeping up with the empires in the trying to reach the Sindal. Sindal Emperor came before us, of course. Bloody barbarians, a lot of them. Aslan's put pay to them. Quite right, too. Bastards. Barbarians. But my ancestors, you see, they took control of the Reach. Kingdom of Drynax, as I say, 30 worlds. 30 star systems, many more worlds. It got so the Imperium and the Aslan couldn't trade without passing through the Drynax Empire. And that was the problem. My ancestors got greedy, slapped a 20 pen tax on anything that moved through. Well, those bloody cats didn't like it, did they? Turns out, they got just as much a sense of irony as your average human. When they destroyed the planet, they left this place standing. 20,000 people on a floating citadel, that's all that was left. Sort of a reminder of our blasted world below. And that's all we had. Two hundred years ago, and that's all we're left with. Bunch of nobles left. Two hundred years of inbreeding. Every bugger on this place has got a title. They're all sirs or ladies. But I've had a stroke of luck recently. I say. You see, in the height of the empire. In the height of the empire, don't interrupt, Sephardic, Boric, whatever. Boric. In the high part, our technology was second to none. Second, even to the, second not even to the Imperium. We knew more than they did. We still do. We haven't got the bloody resources to build anything. Anyway, a year ago, we got a signal. An old Drynax Harrier, one of the best in the fleet, must have jumped in when our world was attacked, attacked by the cats. Unfortunately, they misjumped right into the centre of the Oort Cloud. Radiation killed a lot of them. Drifted through the asteroid belt for 200 years till we picked them up <coughs> last year. And that's what we got, the one remaining Drynax Harrier. 
the only one left in the entire galaxy. And I've got a plan for it. How, does it, how does it square up to modern technology, though, Your Highness? Still, still <laughs> far in advance, you'll see. You know a bit about ships, you all do. That's why you're here. She's fast. She's tough. Well, so, so, so you're suggesting we should take her out and do a bit of harrying, eh? Harrying, there you go. That's the spirit. That's what I like. Heard of privateers? Oh, I'm going to be busy. <clears throat> I know the sort of people you are. Well, hmm. I want you to go out and do what you do for Drynax. So are we going to get a letter of mark for all of you? I was just going to say we're going to get issued a letter of mark. You are. You are. You're one step ahead of me. Well, behind me a little bit, really. Um, yeah. See, probably the letter of mark, of course. You need an empire to back it up. I haven't really got an empire at the moment. That's where you come in. One Harrier isn't going to get me very far on its own. But I need you to build up the reputation of Drynax again. Get me money. Get me fame. Get the star systems on your side. Do what you have to. But I want the name of Drynax to rise again in the galaxy. And if it does, then by God, those letter remarks will be worth something then. It's stirring stuff. Bold plan, mm. Your Majesty. Cause the bulb lands, one of mine. I might be as fat as a whale omelette, but I'm not as stupid as I look. Oh, something like that. But, but Your <laughs> Majesty, I do have a question. Can I ask a question? Could you just be a bit more you specific? Hey, now is the time for questions, young man. Yeah. Pick your face up off the floor and ask it. <laughs> Could you just be a bit more specific about what you actually want us to do? <laughs> Well, that's your job, isn't it? I want you to go out into the reach. You ah. want me to spell it out for you? Piracy's the game, young man. Piracy. There is this For little the matter of the Imperial Navy. I say, suppose we 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 have to clean up the pirate threat. Oh, no, that would get us some points, wouldn't it? Yeah. As long as you make me some bloody money. Mm. Well, I don't yes, mind yes. how you do I it, but I do need money. To be fair, um, I've heard the Imperium Navy called many things, but a pirate threat is not normally what's being called. No, no, see, see, now, I'm, I've read, read about this. What you do is you, 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 you go out and do some you know, piracy and jolly good fun and um, bang, bang and um, all the ransom and all that. And then you turn up later and say, gosh, we've just blown up all those pirates, aren't we marvellous? And everybody says, yes, gosh, you should be ruling our planet. I, I think there are some bits in the middle I didn't really pay much attention. Long words, you know. But there's many star systems in the reach. They've all got their own problems. You can find out what they are. Help them with it. If you're worried about the Navy, I'll tell you this. The Imperiums, it's big, but it's sleeping. It takes a lot to rouse a giant like that. You keep quiet, keep under trade up. It's got other fish to fry. Yeah, I'd be quite... It's like any of you are enemies of the Imperium or anything like that. 
No, I'd no. Be no, no, <laughs> no. Nobody's going to be that stupid. <laughs> and I don't think the throne could cope with that. Okay, so to paraphrase the plan, so young man, if you want me to be more specific? Let me let me read directly from the adventure then. <laughs> um, carrier, and you kind of like swayed across the stars. Attack fuel depots. Take what prizes you can. I'd rather you didn't kill anyone if you didn't have to. We want to bleed the merchants until they go crying to the Imperium, and then the Imperium, rather than worrying about stretching their already stretch Reese's over it, sort of here. Gotta find their favourite client kingdom, and that's gotta be us. Piracy is part one of the plan. Part two is all those worlds out there. Make them our allies. Stale stolen goods, defend them from raiders, recruit crew, give them a taste of the wealth, and make sure they know it's all under the banner of Drynax. When the time comes, we offer the Imperium a deal. Recognize the kingdom of Drynax. Give me my rightful due. Right will show his life in the old empire yet. Splendid, splendid, your majesty. What do you say? Any of you up for it? Absolutely, sir. So, remind me again that this will involve us um, blowing up um, Imperium Navy. Um, no, 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 no. Maybe. No, I've. Do not attack the Imperial Navy, please. <laughs> or not, not until you're a bit little... more... Just a little bit. I'll tell you what I want of you. The principal thing I want is 10% of anything you make. And... Do you have any particular targets in mind, Your Majesty? Is there anything that you've heard, any rumours, anything that we should go after to start with? I'd go out looking for trouble, if I were you. I'll tell you what, I'll upload a map to your space PDF mails, and you can have a look at it. Uh, see what's in reach, and I'll tell you a bit about the places. Well, not me, i got five much to do, but I have people that can do that for you. Hey, you want to see her? He leans forwards and sort of wobbles off the chair a little bit. Mm -hmm. That would be very good, you managed to. Let's go and have a look. Well, you go and have a look. Um, he waves, and the page, and the, the thin man with the very still face approaches. Um, and the, the, the thin man doesn't say anything at all. Um, Sir Vorick, you will recognize the thin man as the prince, the son of the king. Uh, uh, prince Minus. Harrick. He inclines his head ever so slightly. So. Um, and as you do that, a, a younger woman comes out from behind, uh, from a door behind the throne. She's not been crouching behind the throne. Like, you know. <laughs> um, oh, we seem to have lost Martin. Um, and approaches you all. I'm afraid you won't get too much out of my brother. He's been in stasis for a while. Um, and Anyone who knows anything about Drynex will know that the prince was very badly injured in an attack uh, when the Drynexians <coughs> conquered their one territory, which is a neighboring planet, which is a small agricultural world. Um, and he was so badly injured he had to go into stasis until 
he could be healed, which took about 20 years, and he's been out of stasis about three or four weeks. Mm. And hasn't really said or done an awful lot since then. Um, I am the Princess Rao. Your um, Highness. As the woman. <laughs> that was that was it. I don't know how you managed to get that. That was good, wasn't it? And <laughs> um, she extends her hand for um, you to kiss it. Of course, well, you to do what you like. But... While they're doing that, I'm going to neck something from my hip flask. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite well done. <laughs> it's disturbing. Um, I don't know if my father mentioned. The final part of the deal. She's saying this as she leads you out through the reception room. But it is that one of you will marry me when Dranex is restored. Uh, Quite who that will be, I don't know. Oh dear. Well... The, the, those of you who, who are not completely interpersonally perceptive may no, may feel a, a pair of eyes on your back briefly, just wondering how, how armoured your backs are. I'm stepping backwards a bit from that princess. <laughs> <laughs> it will be purely a marriage of politics and convenience. Mm. Uh, what you say. Samantha saviors of Drynex in the royal family. Back off a bit more. <laughs> so many things are possible, your majesty. Oh. I'll shuffle off with um, with the engineer. <clears throat> no, you're not too close, pal. <laughs> oh, this seems working well already, isn't it? <laughs> um, please, follow me. She leads anyway, you uh, across many... The reason there's always people working and tapping away is, as well as being an incredibly opulent palace, this place has to support life. And so pretty much anywhere you go... People are living inside huge ballrooms. There's families living. They are making their living amongst the most opulent treasures uh, against uh, paintings and jewellery and the most wonderful statues. They are scrubbing their their pants and uh, doing their laundry and all manner of just normal living things. It's a strange contrast, this palace, between life and opulence. How does the economy... But, uh, you're led through the palace. Question, question. How does the economy... How does the economy work? They've got no, no yes. exports. They've got nothing. <laughs> just, a, just a thought. Well, the way their economy works is that they are slowly selling off their incredibly valuable... I mean, Tronix was a huge... Uh, hugely important empire. And it's got... You know, they've got caches of... Uh, made of um, iridium, much like the emperor's. And there are many, many treasures along those lines, each of which is slowly getting sold off. The other thing they do is still a very high-tech plant uh, is knowledge, and so they get students visiting them all the time, and that's uh, part of their economy. They live off hydroponics, basically, because they can't live off the ground below. But you're right, they're struggling. They're scraping a living together. They're certainly not advancing. And every day that passes, they have to sell off another one of their heirlooms and sell off a bit of their past to secure their future. Uh, well researched, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we scripted um, this earlier. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's still, it's still planned. Ask, ask me about ten minutes in, Jason. Yeah. 
Um, so you're led through to the hangar bay, the old throne room, which has long since been converted into the closest Trinex has to Starport. It isn't, isn't quite a Starport. There's no Star Dock. Uh, it can repair ships, but it can't build. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's impressive. It, it used to be the throne room, but uh, it's long, long since changed into practical places. Um, and there, at the back of the throne, sitting Gleaming in the, the light of 10,000 chandeliers is the Drynax Harrier. The Drynax Harrier class commerce raider, to be precise. Ooh. There she is, a thing of beauty. Or Klingon Bird of Prey, as it would be known if we didn't have copyrights. Or Klingon <laughs> Bird of Prey. <laughs> oh, look at the ring binding <laughs> on that fold. Tell you what it was. Um, it's. It was painted in the livery of the Drynaxians that has long since uh, faded away and then it's time in the York. Uh, that's a good point. Don't, don't we need to sort of hussy this up a little bit to make it look a bit more like a pirate vessel? But, yeah, that is a bit of you. vacuum paint, I'm sure. I can make, I'm going make to leave you to have a look around. <laughs> Skull and crossbones and that sort of thing. Well, I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. Because well, it looks it looks pretty lethal as it is. We want to look a bit more, you know, friendly. A friendly pirate vessel. Flowers. Well, so we can get closer, you see. More flowers. Well, a flower to, She used to be called the Verhug, <laughs> but like you're the, very welcome. Yeah. It'd be like the mystery uh, machine, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> 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 um, our technicians will. Um, uh, will give her any delivery you require. I mean, you're very welcome to have a look round. She Easily. is a little damaged from her time uh, in the Oort Cloud, and unfortunately we lack some of the materials to repair her, but have a look round. Give her a spin so, if you like. Um, I don't like know if my father made one thing clear. Well, one thing more that we're not made clear is that this ship is not you to do the job. And at the end of the at the end of the tour, she's coming home. Oh, absolutely. Shall I have something bigger by then? Yeah. Um, she leads you across a uh, an extending gangway that leads up to the uh, the cockpit of the the Harrier, um, mm -hmm. and taps on the entry code to the airlock. She's all yours, gentlemen. Please. Look around. I will leave you to it. I'm devastated, she, Your uh, Highness. Push past her. We'll talk later. Okay. Yeah, she's yours. What's your, um, uh, so we have um, Tunnock heading up, <laughs> heading up to the bridge. No, the inside of the Harrier, Tunnock, you will notice, is again incredibly luxurious. It's much like the, the inside of this palace. It is. The Drynex went in for luxury in a big way. It's a bit over-opulent, actually. It's all very Jules Verne in there. Mm -hmm. All brass knobs and and oh, um, shiny. Sorry? It's uh, a bit steampunky in its look. It is. It is. On the inside, on the outside, she's sleek as a Sean Scruton. Charming. Um, and well, there was never because anyone who has, let's see what kind of um, 
let's see what this would be. Probably you could have a high melting roll at minus four, or our engineer can certainly. Uh, right out, piloting it is. Piloting it is. Uh, or just an engineer roll, Grigori. Oh, sorry. Uh, how, how do I do that? I've got... Uh, 3d6, a roll under uh, your... Number. Engineer, okay. I may need minus 2, but not minus 4. Okay. With, with minus 4, made the piloting by 1. Made it by 1. Okay. I've made it by and... 6. Okay. Uh, the... Uh, even just on your cursory glance at this ship's uh, skin, it's armoured, and it's armoured with a kind of material that you don't recognise. Obviously a very high-technology material, but the armour is also quite clearly damaged and not as effective as it could be, and could do with some repair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it just us in here now? Are there, are there uh, she's... Yes, yeah, she's... Uh, she, yeah, the ship is your... Oyster, otter, oh, right, okay. any kind so, of uh, small mammal. An oyster is not a mammal. A, I retract take a quick that. Neck from my hip class, starting to feel a bit better. Does this seem okay. a bit odd to anybody? The fact they found this high-tech ship from the past, they're letting us have it, do piracy, and they only want a ten percent cut. Or am I missing something? Well, I know. It does seem very generous. So I'll give you that. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, if 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 if, if we take it away and uh, don't bring it back, they'll probably put my entire family to death. Not most waste of space, most of them anyway. <laughs> well, that's you covered. But what about the rest of us? Take I take another swig. <laughs> um, engineering roll again, please, Grigori. Oh, okay, hang on. Let's dice on the con. Yes, made by four. Okay, it's probably. Not quite as altruistic as it first appears, because a ship like this is going to cost quite a lot just to keep in the air, um, and so you're going to have to make some money just to keep it going. <laughs> in fact, by a rough estimate, you reckon probably going to cost you. Oh, I don't know, what did you make it by four? I would say it's about eighty-nine percent of our earnings. That's what you're about to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, a ship of this size normally just to keep uh, in sundries and equipment and, and minor repairs would probably be about 15,000 credits a month to keep going. This, you could easily double that because the, the technology is beyond what most starports could could easily have to hand. So they're going to have to import oh, things specially. Or so you're looking at about 30,000 credits a month to keep in the air. Better still something expensive, what? Yes. What are the medical facilities like, Nick? They are good. They are good. Um, the medical bay is... Well, there isn't a medical bay as such, but there are. there's like a first aid station. It's not... This ship has got... Um, let me see. Two luxury cabins. Finally, open my ship's... Uh, my thingy up. Does anyone mind if I open my thingy up? You can open it. You can go right ahead. Really want to. I can always cut the uh, video feed. Oh, well, I won't bother then. Uh, uh, there we go. Sorry, I've had to convert this ship into GURP spaceships, which is where all my details are. Yes, yes, yes. One of those, please. 
So while you're looking around the bridge, um, you notice there are Uh, tree cabins at the front. There are uh, six cabins behind that, and then uh, sort of a few bunk rooms as well. Room for another eight people. Uh, there is a small. It's more of a medical. Hello. Fine, minimise you. There's a small medical bay, but it's good. I mean, it's it's minimal, but it is advanced technology enough that if you keep it in supplies, it will. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's we'll be okay. better than most hospitals you've seen. <laughs> but it, there's limited things. It's better than the last ship I was on. So. It's, I think you could all say that. What's the... Um, what's, it, what's it armed with? Ah, good question. It has two hard points. Um, you can probably guess where they are on either pointy bit of the wings, um, one of which is loaded up with a, uh, uh, even though it's on the end of the wing, it's turret mounted so it can still spin around, it's a double particle beam. Particle beams are pretty advanced for traveller, most people have laser cool. cannons, maybe plasma cannons, particle beams are pretty advanced, though the, the Imperial Navy will have some, and some other advanced ships. The other hard point is an asteroid has gone right into it and melted it off. Um, so currently, it's only good for cargo storage. You can probably fit a few tons of cargo in there. I can tell you precisely if you want to investigate the cargo details, but it could be repaired at some cost. Good. Two particle beams are still more armed than most small traders, and quite a few uh, quite a few mercenary ships as well. Probably not better armed than the Imperial Navy. Most ships, almost warships, would have a missile turret somewhere, but maybe that's what it was. You can't tell because it's destroyed. So, would it be sensible to go and raid somewhere that we can get bits to repair this thing as one of the first things that we try and attack? Seems like a plan, though. Preferably not an Imperial Navy shipyard, I gather. They have um, chaps with guns and things. Mm. Mm. So, uh, have we got any kind of navigation officer that could tell us if there's anything like that within jump range? Oh, I don't know. Have we got anybody like that, Nick? Are you the navigation chappy? I might be. There are several small world. I can't find my would map. You like, would you like to make a roll? No, no, you know, just knowing where ships are. There are, I mean, this is the trade route, or you're on the trade route between the Aslan Hyrex and the Imperium. So what happens is the Imperium tend to come about halfway into the trade route and leave the ships, and then the Aslan can't do it at the other end. But really where you are, where quite a lot of trade ships are unguarded. There are a few planets and starports nearby as well, so it's up to you if you want to look into reading a starport might be a bit beyond your current armament or whether you want to pick on some poor trader, but there are certainly possibilities. Um, what I suggest you do is have a look at the map, because we're not going to get anywhere raiding tonight, and I can tell you the constituents of a few of those worlds when you've decided quite how you want to go, but there's certainly starports. 
uh, on the map, which I did email, I think, or did it, it attached to? Yes. Um, the starports are graded A to E from, you know, really high power, well defended, an A, to uh, basically a hangar bay at E. And you can look all these worlds up, but that will involve asking me directly. Um, I'm just going to get another drink, just a second. But have a think about what else you want to look at. Well, I say it's not often one gets to fall in love twice in a day, what? Who was the other one? The ship. Yes, that was my that was my question. Who was the other one? My dear fellow. <laughs> That's practically Les Majestés. <laughs> like, you're like, in the front of the queue there. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Yes, I did notice the rest of the queue scattering away from behind me. Hello, I'm back. Hello, hello, back. You're all relieved, I'm sure. We're just, we're just talking about the queue to the princess, and who's at the back of it, and who's at the front. <laughs> Uh, it seems to be one person at the front and everyone else at the back. This didn't happen in Star Wars, did it? <laughs> no. Well, we haven't had the, the Han Solo type character turn up yet. Um, That's Mr. Tunnock, what are you talking about? <laughs> God no. I mean, there are at least... Tunnock is quite a boring man, really. Well, I mean, you don't know the jump this for a start, but there are certainly several star systems within one jump, as in, which is the client world, this porn... Hilfer, porn, P-O-U-R-N-E. <laughs> I should have it. Where, within a, where within a, are we? You are on that. So we're on the if map. If you look on the map, Drynax, it, so the Trojan Reach is this area here. Uh-huh. You see, this is the third... Uh, where are we? This is the third Imperium here. <laughs> This is the oh, yeah. and the truth is this section yeah, so, in the middle. So we've got, so we've got um, two jump ones, um, two jump two, and if we were no, well, there's quite a few actually. We've got um, jump three, uh, jump two. Do we know what jump capacity it's got? Very occasionally, traveller ships will carry enough fuel, more than one jump, but it, fuel takes up so much room on a ship that usually you do one jump, and then you refuel, and then you do another jump. You can refuel either by buying fuel, or if you have fuel scoops, which Grigor will already notice this ship has, by diving into a gas giant and sucking out the hydrogen and refining it. So presumably there's a fuel processor somewhere on board. You can also, anything that's got hydrogen in, will probably do. So you can also nick the water from a populated, and this tends to be frowned upon. Hmm. Nick, <clears throat> would the Dynax Kingdom have access to ship manifests and timetables of things that are going to be passing through Dynax space? Uh, 
Yes, except Drynex is such a backwater that very few people pass through Drynex. It's still listed. I mean, when you got the summons, you thought, Class A Starport, this place is going to be huge. It was only on the trip that you realised Class A Starport is very much um, a misnomer nowadays because it's just this floating citadel. And so at some of the star chats are out of date. So the people who pass through Drynex are likely to be people who haven't done their research very well. Most people will go to nearby support or through or just above. If you look on the map, they'll often go through Blue, Clark and Torpol on the way to the higher higher, higher rate would they, would, rather would than Drynex. Would they go through um, Asim? The, yes, maybe... Maybe, and that is a client state. It's the only client state of Drynex. Okay, so that's the client state of Drynex. What about porn? <laughs> There's all manner There's of There's loads it. of it on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I've just found oh, the we'll desks at the back. <laughs> porn, I can tell you a bit porn. Mark, Mark might have, sorry, um, um, Tunnock might have a point here. If we go for one of the lesser places and engage a ship there, they might be there because they are trying to avoid the authorities as well. So we might kind of gank a pirate without and sort of take on a legitimate target almost. So there may Possibly. be some there may be some merit in that actually. The yeah. people off the beaten track are probably gonna be off the beaten track for, for a reason. reason yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah now that whether that means you'll strike it lucky or not depends quite why they're on uh, on a random dice rolls, in fact, exciting me. And um, why is Ergo um, a prescribed world? Ergo is a prescribed world. I can tell you that. So prescribed worlds generally prescribed by the Imperium, usually because there's either a war or a quarantine, or just occasionally because they're feeling rather federation-y, and they feel the culture on the planet would would be expo would be better not exposed to the technology of the Imperium. So occasionally, ergo, sorry, that was, I, that wasn't, I, I didn't mean, I was then drawing a conclusion from all that, I was actually going to yeah. do a couple planets. Okay. I'm right in saying that X is prescribed, isn't it? There might be blockade runners and yes, things. Yes, uh, the... X, X the, just means no star. X tells you prescribed. X means no prescribed. Because, you see, it's got a big sort of circle black line around. above it. Yeah. It's a circle around it, which I think it used to mean. I've yes, you're lot quite lot. right. They can either be amber zones or not. Let me uh, have a look. I can't, you know. Can we're, we're, we're looking at it in black and white, so... You are, yeah, I'm afraid, uh, the colour version. I mean, you've got plenty of time to plan your first move. This will probably be what the next session will be more about. But while you're asking, Ergo, Ergo was destroyed by a civil war between different members of the ruling council. Today, as far as you know, it's a wasteland inhabited by barbarian tribes. Strongly advise that no one visits there. No chance of good runners how, there, then. How high was it beforehand? So the dry, how the dry, high? Yes. Was it just the Drynax level? or? Uh... It was a vassal of Drynax, but that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Are you thinking there might be stuff left there? Uh, I think there might be cat there, yeah. 
possible. possible. Well, we need to know what what jump, what jump capacity the ship's got anyway. If it's got jump one, we, we're stuffed. We're never going to get there anyway. So. Would you like to have a look around the ship that you've just been given? Yeah. yeah. So, let me, let me take a look. Grigori, it's, uh, it's lovely. It's tiny. I don't know how they managed to fit it into such a small space. You know, normally they take up, I don't know, for a ship this size, the, the, the size of the jump drive is proportional to the ship, so they get bigger with the bigger ship. This is much more than you would normally expect. Mm. It's a jump two, you can tell straight away. Is that good? Uh, it's. Admittedly, it's not brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but most ships, to be honest, jump one or two, unless they're particularly long range. So hang on a second. It's almost unheard of to have five or six. So if I look very around, occasionally. If I look around the ship with my engineer's expertise. Yes. Is it the red hot thing that you know we're going to be able to do lots of successful piracy that we've been sold, or is it sort of a bit rubbish actually? Because jump two doesn't sound like it's very good. I, well, I would say maybe 200 years ago, it was the shit-hot thing that everyone that that they sold you on. At the minute, much like the ship's armour, much like the hard point, it leaves something to be desired. Okay. This actually, jump drive, you're you're not. It doesn't. It's not been maintained very well. You're not. So apart from the, how reliable it. The weapons. The armour, the lack of <laughs> medical facilities, are indeed a really good target. We're fine. Plus the fact it's really yeah. expensive to keep running. Speaking of the engine, uh, that is a pretty... He was right, it was fast. I mean, you can tell straight away. The thing is going to go like shit off a shovel. Most, you measure, because they're reactionless drives, traveller ships are measured in the amount of Gs you can pull. Um, mm. Most ships are one or two... Two would be a fast ship. This thing, you wreck well, make an engineering roll. I presume it's got some sort of in, internal inertial field, so we don't all die immediately. They're, they all have gravitational dampers in Traveller, and okay. artificial gravity, not to mention that. Okay, just checking. Ooh, missed by two. <laughs> okay, it's it's fast. You'd you'd have to take it out for a spin to can know we, how fast. Can but... we christen it the uh, shit off a shovel? <laughs> could christen it what you like, but if you want to blazon it with a large turd, that's entirely up to you. <laughs> we could paint it brown. The whole thing. No, no, I, I think we should we should get some of yeah, some I of that variable the paint they talk about. Be nice. They talk about some of that variable paint so you can repaint the ship in an instant. Now, that would be quite useful if you're pretending to be someone we were. Oh, is that, is that a bit like flipping the registration plates on a car, is it? That kind of stuff. And jolly expensive, though, especially for a ship this size. Mm. And then there's all the uh, business well, about transponders and things. While you're having a tour of the ship, you note a few things. Um, it can carry 60 tonnes worth of cargo. Uh, about 60 of those tons are pressurised, so, you know, you can have perishables, or slaves, <laughs> as they're more frequently called, um, in there, if you like. Um, the It has a fusion power plant, which almost all ships do in Traveller, but this one, Grigori, do you want to make an engineering roll? Yeah. I mean, it's 200 years old. It will still work, right? 
Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, made by three. Most ships in Trandor, they've got about 50 years worth of fuel. Um, this one probably got about 200. It's quite an advanced power plant, and it has just recently been refueled. So, yes, you're, you're not going to worry about running out of fuel, at least on the reaction drive, the jump drive for the Excellent. It'll just take us a thousand years to get anywhere if we rely on that. Uh, well... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to if you want to travel sublight, then yes, you'll you'll die of old age before you. Yeah. So, how good a pilot would you need to be to handle this thing if, it, if it's such a monster? In um, how many G was it? Ten, eleven G or something? You've no idea. You just thought it was fast. Um, right, let's take it out and see what it'll do. How? There is that. Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, Nick, I've taken uh, G tolerance. Is that actually worth it for me? Well, depends on how well the ground flights work, old chap. He's on a spaceship, so they're not complete inertial dampers. They just they you get a fraction of the inertia on the inside. Uh, it's up to you. It's still a handy. As Roger and I were discussing, I need to knock down a little bit anyway, so I might just take it off. So, Take uh, off your G tolerance. Yeah. Right, gone. There you go. You suddenly feel a lot heavier and yeah. less able to cope with walking. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Not that much. Put some back on quick. <laughs> <laughs> right, anything else you want to know about the ship while you're having a look around? I mean, it is, it is gorgeous inside. It is so beautiful. You could eat your dinner off it, particularly in the galley, which is... Obviously, the bit that's designed for eating. Is there, any, is there I will, any food on it? I'll send you. Uh, yes, there's enough. Uh, there's enough food for six of you for about a week. Uh, sorry, about a month, about four weeks. So it can't make food. It actually has to be brought on board. <laughs> this is Star it's... Trek, Gregory. <laughs> and this isn't Gregory. It I'm has asking. got room for two hundred and sixty tons of fuel of. of Food, if you like, if if you're that worried about it. Okay, so it's a bit like but, elite, isn't it? Basically, it's a yeah, bit basically. basically That's where elite like comes it. from. Elite, elite, elite was based on this. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, the life support systems are about four weeks on this ship. It's not. It won't go forever without refueling. Um, oh, you, yeah, you have to stop somewhere and get some more. But you could fill the cargo hold up if you're that worried. You're going to get you just fill the cargo hold up with oxygen and and food. <laughs> and a jump to takes what a week as well as a, any jump, jump takes to a week, however long it is. Okay. So you can jump in system, but if it's going to take you less than a week to do it, you might as well not bother. Could you hide by jumping in system because you'd disappear for a week and then come back? Yes. Yes, the, the restrictions on jump, you can't do it within anything that's bigger than you. You can't do it within 100 diameters of that thing. So usually that means you have to get 100 diameters away from a planet. You look confused. No, it's good. Good with that. Um, or a sun, for instance. So that's when navigation comes in a bit. It's, it's plotting that sort of course. If you intercept that, 
distance. Usually, you'll just pop out of jump space. Not always, though. No, a jump space is a bit like quantum physics in that if you think you understand it, you probably don't understand it very well because it, it's fairly non-intuitive. Are we going to take this thing out for a spin? Let's yeah. do that. Okay. I think you can... Um, it's some Ansel, our nominal captain, then, for this search bank. Nah, if, we, if we needed captain, I suppose I might as well do the job. They didn't seem to object to the Star Guard. <laughs> um, the, let me just check the control room. There's basically, in your control section, there are four stations on the bridge. It's, it's one of those bridges, much like a Star Destroyer, where it's got four seats either side and then a kind of a walky bit for the captain to walk along and feel important, if they want to. Mm. If your captain's also your pilot, you might want him actually sitting in the pilot seat. Mm, that would be good. Just, just a suggestion. How, how good a pilot are you? Uh... Oh, I've knocked about a bit. Read some books, you know. Okay. No one knows anything about Drynex, so you've no idea, basically. No, I'm um, <laughs> But you can power it up. It seems to power up. You press the on button, turn the key. Yeah. I'll take the co-pilot. <laughs> for the short for so, I mean, all the stations are interchangeable. So, at the engineering or the gunner or... Yeah. There is an engineering bay on it. Not all small ships have one, but this one's got an engineering bay, which makes life for repairs much easier because you can get to the places you need to repair much Ooh. better. It's, well, it's I'll, better pop down, I'll pop down there so I can you know, monitor the system. It's Will you running. instantly, when you talk over the tunnel, you have a Scots accent the next time that we talk to you? Then? <laughs> Built into the ship's computer, old chap. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, a yeah. Scots converser. Mm. <laughs> I'm so okay. not doing that. <laughs> Who... Whichever of you wants to be the Ahura can radio through to the um, the track and and say you're going to take over a spin. I've got a computer operation, so I can probably just about manage that. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll to radio that you're you're flying. It. You do manage it. It's fairly. I mean, this stuff's fairly archaic, but it's very. It's not like semaphore so. or something. Is I haven't got to. You know. <laughs> Fair, if you've got, got to sit on the front I've got and wave your way out. So. <laughs> um, stick your arm out there is... the flag, yeah? Now, now you can tell, this is, this is a ship that no, was no, built no. by a gentleman. There's a place by the pilot's seat for me to storm a rapier. That's not a euphemism. Roger, 099E, you're cleared for uh, immediate um, getting out of the hangar. <clears throat> um, sort of nonsense that comes over the radio. Mm. And you are cleared for immediate getting out of the hangar. Good, oh, let's see what this thing can do. Stirring music. What, what's Stirring your plan, Saboric? Um, are we just going to drive around in normal space rather than try and make a jump? Yes. Um, basically, get, get out of the hangar in a, in a vaguely safe manner. Um, start climbing, get out of the atmosphere. Then, okay. start, then start poking about um, with the drive. Let's have a, a simple piloting role. Let's let's fumble Just this. Oh like, God! Please, funny. Good lord! Before, if he was just before we do, uh, oh, a good lord, is that a critical? 
No, it's not a critical, but it is it is a success by nine. Wow, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, he's, he's born to this shit. It may even be because he's literally born to it, but it's like an extension of his own trousers as he moves out of the hangar. It's it's smooth. You barely even feel it. Uh, you barely even feel it move, but you are moving. Grigori, would you like to make an engineering roll? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and as I do, can I just suggest that we uh, send a quick message back to the king to explain what we're doing, and not we're not, we're not just making a run for it, for example. What's he going to do about it? We've got his own. Please, we've got he's f- going to assume you're not just going to bugger off with his. We've got a fairly rubbish two hundred year old ship. Well, there's the rest uh, of the Star Guard, but, um, but one has to say that this is better awesome. than the ships of the Star Guard individually. It's an awesome two hundred year old ship. It's just a bit beat up. Okay, need some love. Made by not that kind of Gregory, really. Hey. Engineering. What stays in engineering, you know? We don't we don't talk about those things. <laughs> I'll turn off the intercom. That's why <laughs> you got thrown off your last ship. Um, okay. They despite the very smooth piloting, you can't help but notice the, the engine The smoke pouring out of the thing. It, it's just it's not <laughs> it's not tuned right. You it, it's, it's going bit... smoothly. But the safety protocols aren't quite teak. So the, the the coolant system isn't quite perfect. You're just a bit worried. Mm. It's and not as reliable as you'd like. And that's on the made by seven, is it? God. <laughs> Fine. If you well on a made by seven, what I will tell you is that this engine is going to critically fail. Not just on a three or four, but a five or six as well. Oh Jesus! Uh, okay. usually, usually they fail on high numbers, old chap. It, it, uh, yeah, oh yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Not just on a 17 or 18, but on a 15 or 16. On any well. number you care to roll, basically. <laughs> basically, whatever so you have. As long as we number. fly straight ahead, we're okay. Well, that's yeah. no fun. Yeah. First gear only. First gear. Staying first. Um, Sir Vorick puts foot down. If that was yeah, after all whoa, the point whoa, whoa. of it, as you fly. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I, I just I, I'm, I unmute myself on the intercom. Uh, slight problem. You've got to be careful with the engine. Needs a bit looking at. Right out. Okay. Why do I get noticed? As he slams the accelerators as hard forward as he can. Well, before once you are up out of the atmosphere of Drynax and into open space, before you know it, you are pulling five Gs in this baby. I say. Which is pretty impressive. There, there are ships that do that, but a little ship like this with just one. Yeah, well, it's got. It's actually got a, a couple of reactionless drives, but they're linked. So it's, it's it does go like she has a shovel. For its average trader, it's gonna be one, maybe two G at best. Right, so. so there's a good chance we could um, run somebody down if they were. Uh ahead of us, so as long as we got to them before they could, they could jump. Well, that the, the vulnerable time is basically when they are trying to get out of their 100 diameter. Once they've refuelled, getting out of their 100 diameter, which sometimes doesn't take very long. So being a fast ship is quite useful, if you were thinking about um, grabbing them and stealing all their money. 
This ship currently doesn't have anything like uh, a grabby extendy arm. Oh, I'm sure we can find no, somebody sorry, expendable to too technical. dap over in a vaccine and say, um, uh, give, give us all your stuff. Oh, I'm sure there's some form of words for this now. Mm-hmm. It has got a full array of vac suits. Um, suits. I don't know if you remember the Red Dwarf episode where Katz has made a gold space suit. They're very much in that manner of um, opulence. Excellent. We are going to be the Dundee Highwaymen, aren't we? I've got my own anyway for that. <laughs> um, sadly, it's five past ten. We're going to have to draw it to a close fairly shortly. But I knew this was just going to be a set-up episode. Mm-hmm. But there you are. That is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Um, you, uh, it's very sandboxy that you can really do what you like. So there are a few things that will happen, whatever you do. And if you run out of ideas, I can bring those on you sooner. But really, the king genuinely has given you a ship to do with what you want. Well, there certainly seems to be a num- number a of places we can take a look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that cluster with clock in it, that seems quite, quite promising. And um, pretty much anything going from, going from one empire to the other is going to have to pass through there, isn't it? Yeah. That looks quite key, yeah. So that, that looks quite useful. And we, it's also within Jup too. Is there some way of scanning these ships and finding out what they're carrying? Can we kind of loiter in system and find ourselves? No, you, can, you can't scan the cargo scanners, aren't that at that? But Could you can we, say you can say this ship. Can, can we carry go to a local starpoint port and get into some school duggery so we can start talking to people in pubs and things like that and finding out what they might be carrying? Oh, jolly traditional, yes. Well, you mean using something like streetlights? <laughs> Not that I've got anything like that in mind, but still. I've got, I may have a small amount, it's only a small amount of streetwise, but I have some. The thing I suppose you've got to bear in mind when you're considering it's a piracy is it takes time to offload someone's cargo. And because if the ship's far enough away from a jump, you're going to be relatively close to other people coming if they manage to get you don't want for instance a thousand ton freighter that's going to take you forever to offload it no uh, again it's just something to, that you would know anyway I'd say what what we need to do is uh, f- find a ship with lots of rich passengers go for the vault eh? mm-hmm. something like that might be an idea or um, maybe, the... even just, maybe even go something like a, a free trader yeah, ship, ship yeah, this size can't carry a whole lot of trade goods. Or, um, the other option for that will be some sort of yacht, you know, that's just, it's not got many passengers, but they tend to be rich as anything. Uh, mm. Very traditional sort of thing, you know, haul up alongside, storm on board, knives in our teeth. <laughs> so hang on, Alan. Not, so good, not so good in a back suit, um, yeah. Lord. But, uh, so, so where are we going to offload this stuff? Once we steal it, effectively... Because I'm just an engineer. Where are we going to actually sell this stuff? Ah, well, need, need, need a port with them. No, no silly questions being asked. With my area knowledge of ocean sector, yes. would I know of um, a port of some dubious... I well, you're looking at kind of friendly or neutral ports. I will send you a list of the ones we're talking about, but places like uh, oh, not that many. Um, Asim, obviously, they will probably take stuff. Message 
probably clerk a world with lower level of law and so you might be able to find someone there places like Marduk, Thieve, Palindrome there's a few I'll, I'll send you a list of the key ports that you can you can think about offloading shit. I'd say it's still not going to be that easy, and you can try offloading them at Drynex, but they haven't got a lot of money. There mm. is a merchant there. Oh, perhaps mm. we should have a well, chat with him before we leave. I was going to say, let's steal the stuff first and then worry about where we're going to yeah. offload it. Well, you you be... Yeah, you're probably into legal stuff. Usually oh. 30% maybe, if it's... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that keen on, say, for example, if Clark is where we're going to offload it, maybe then not actually sitting in our own backyard might not might not be a good back of an idea. So in other words, there are, I may not have mentioned there are numerous toilets on board. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> what so, I uh, would do plan, plan I have. I'll send you a list of the nearby ports, whether they're friendly, you draw they've got a chance. Or suspicious or unfriendly or downright hostile, where you you can try and sell stuff, but you might not be a great idea. So I'll send that on, and I'll send you the dry next ship itself, whatever you wish to. At the moment, cool. And there you are. Good start, Nick. It's just an intro session, isn't it? But have fun raping and pillaging. You don't. Have no, to no, 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 just pillaging. Just pillaging. <laughs> pillaging's pretty horrible too, you know. Yeah, um, by the way, is this, is this a good time to point out that the disadvantages I have are, di- are um, complete honesty and pacifism? <laughs> no. Keep quiet about that. Okay. Just thought I'd mention, you know. I, I honest, Jim. Aha. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Marvellous. Um, right. See good you night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Brilliant. Bye. Bye. Bye.